And for more, we joined on the line now by market analyst Clive Ntozabantu Ramatibela. Good morning. Last of all, the morning to you, Sakina, and to the listeners as well. Did you hear they hit back at that World uh, Health uh, Organization report? Why did I know you were going to go there? I I, I kind of had visions of you struggling to give up your meat. <laughs> I, I, I had visions of that. Because all I heard was they said that Tina Tukule, Mama Frankfurters. Now, my friend doesn't know what a Frankfurter is. You Viana. Tukule says, I'm a Viana. We were eating them nicely. And the nice thing about this report is that they didn't include Umkhodu, uh, Iskopo, and Futinamangana. None of them are there. <laughs> 50 grams, Clive. 50 grams is what you're allowed. <laughs> but, well, we'll see. Uh, looking at the Asian stocks, though, they fell. Yeah. Uh, the regional benchmark index retreating from its highest level in two months. Yeah, this is because of the energy stocks, Sakina. They didn't do relatively well, and I think most of it has to do, despite the fact that, in actual fact, in China, we had a strong uh, um, 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 manufacturing numbers coming out uh, in terms of industrial production. So that was pretty good, but it didn't pursue, it didn't push the energy market pretty strongly because they had reported last week, uh, earlier, earlier last week that they had problems with their export numbers. And so I think confidence has not returned again into the Asia market. The MSCI Asia Pacific losing just about 0.2% there. And if you look as well, uh, China did cut its lending rate, but that didn't do much to spur that particular performance of the Asia market this morning. So it's just a case of bad news fares. And, and what happens is that when you have more bad news, it doesn't matter which pockets of the economy are doing well. Um, in general, what happens is bad news just creates negativity around and it sub- subdues some of the, the better performing stocks as well. So those companies were de- definitely hit hard and the BOG didn't help as well. They also mentioned something about um, uh, putting more stimulus, but that, so that was not concrete. So uh, nobody took it into consideration. Hopefully today they say something different that might spark equity markets. If you look at the BOJ, uh, easing this week, most popular forecast, if you look at it, um, the last month was their, their, their most least uh, confident month uh, since the BOJ, uh, since back in 2009. So that's quite interesting, Sakina, to have a look at. Mm, most definitely. And um, uh, European investment banks, uh, now they are saying, Clive, that they may reduce the number of analysts they employ and some independent research providers may actually quit the market altogether. Hey, I'm glad I'm not in Europe. I'd be gone. <laughs> um, <laughs> So what's happening here, Sakina? Remember we spoke about this earlier this year, we talked about automation and what it's actually mm-hmm. doing. Um, and these algorithmatic robotic uh, instruments that they use to analyze markets now. Now they don't only just use them for execution. Now they analyze, they take news. If, if a stock changes slightly with something called standard deviation, which is already calculated into the risk pattern of that particular stock. So what they do is they try and abstract and see how markets move. And these robots now automatically do that. They can do things like shift markets by, um, by in a second, by almost 24, 25 times, which is not possible by humans to do. So what happens is that they're becoming the preferred utilized mechanism to calculate risk within the global equity space, global bond space, and even money markets sometimes and forex. So what's happening is there's less jobs available for analysts, people like me, who just talk about kulum, about kulum. And now they just want to see the robots do the work, and they take that and they use it into the system to make sure that it's It's not good. It's not good. But 
I think you still need some humor, and robots are not funny. I don't think robots. robots <laughs> are... <laughs> uh, so your job may be safe for a while yet. Uh, exactly. <laughs> and then th- th- there's a question here on um, our Twitter timeline this morning from uh, Cynthia yeah. Nkosi. And Cynthia says, please ask Clive, is this the right time to buy shares from MTN as the Nigerian saga has cost the company billions of rands in fines? Sakina, Sakina, MTN is in trouble. Uh, let me tell you two things that are very important that you have to understand. Uh, we are long-term investors, so we look at pension, provident funds, retirement annuities. So we are long-term. So we would never move anything significantly or shift away or in change our weighting on stocks because of news like this one. So we will wait first and see what the response is. Because as we know, they say they're in negotiations. So we might find that by, by Thursday, they've reached an agreement that they'll only charge them $1 billion, which will significantly change the prospect for MTN, and then MTN will spike. But for the guys that are doing short-term, who are trading on the short-term basis, yes, they will put money in to take advantage of the short-term volatility that's taking place in the stock. So um, for us, we, we would say, now we wait because we, we are long-term. But for the guys who are, oh, I'm a guy. Maybe they might just want to take a chance and, and see if they can't make some alpha out of the short uh, volatility that we see on MTN.